Welcome back to Stroked, the art of mental simulation. When we touch subjects at depths that most people aren't willing to go. Oh yes, we keep it really raw and honest. We don't hold back. What comes up comes out. And I guarantee you, we're powered by God. Whatever message he puts on my heart, you know, that's what I go with. He is the orchestrator. And of course, for those of you who don't know, we have D-Love on the mic with you today. And you guys know what's about to happen to you. It's time to get stroked up. What's up, everybody? How you guys doing today? I hope all is well. And I'm always happy, ecstatic to be on this mic with you guys. And I just want to thank you for being on here, you know, being a listener. I am truly honored. And, you know, I'm ready. This is a sense of relief for me. And, you know, I'm always ready to let whatever's inside pour out. And, you know, let's do it. You know, I just got to thinking, and it crossed my mind. I said, you know, my sister always wonders, why do I like surprises so much? You know, I like to give surprises. I like to be surprised, even though that rarely happens. <laughs> and I hear it's because, you know, people always want to get it right. They think I'm kind of picky. But I will say, however, I am always thankful. Well, here's your answer, sis. This one is for you. So I'm going to go back in memory lane just a little bit. I don't know. I like to dwell there sometimes. And, you know, I go back to one of my favorite childhood memories, and that is around Christmas time. I don't know, something about that time of the year, you know, when I was younger, you know, I sound like I'm kind of old or whatever. When we were young and Christmas, it felt like Christmas. You know, Christmas was always in the atmosphere. The weather felt like Christmas. Now it's like 90 degrees or whatever. And it was kind of cool. It was kind of cold. You know, it was nice. You know, the atmosphere was good. Everybody was feeling great. I don't care if you had problems in your family or whatever, but it's just something about the energy of Christmas around that time, man. And it's just, you know, that feeling, you know, it take me back there. So, you know, I like to think back to Christmas in my household. Um, my father, you know, it was a big thing for him. You know, he'll wake us up early in the morning, like 4 a.m. He'll wake us up, we'll go in the front, you know, we see all the lights. You know, they just glisten in colors everywhere, everything so bright. And we look around and we see so many presents and so many gifts. And, you know, in our minds, it was like thousands of them. That's what it looked like to little kids. So he had this thing where he'd wake us up and, you know, he just let us look at the gifts. And for kids, this is hard. He let us look at them, but he wouldn't let us get them. He wouldn't let us touch them. So, you know, it's 4 a.m., 5 a.m., we're looking at them, we're happy, we're ecstatic. And then he'll take us back to the room and, you know, tell us to go back to bed until it's time to get up. So, you know, me and my sister, we would lay there, and we would be like, oh, man, did you see that? Did you see you got Mall Madness, or did you see you got that new bike, or did you see that doll you asked for, you know, or whatever, you know? We'd be so excited. You know, who would expect kids to go back to sleep after seeing all of that? So, you know, around 7 or 8, you know, that's when he would officially come get us to actually go back out there to actually, you know, play with the toys. And, man, it was just so amazing. It's just the love that was in the house, the energy that was in the house, the smiles that was in the house, the warmth that filled my body. And my father always took it an extra mile, you know. He'll go outside and, you know, he'll call you out there. And then he'll have, like, reindeer pellets on the ground, like a trail of them. And at the end of the, the path of the reindeer uh, pellets, it'll be another gift, like that gift you really wanted. You know, you'll be ecstatic. And, you know, I'm smiling right now. And it's just the, the feeling of that. You know, it felt so good. And, man, to re- recreate that is, that's what surprises are for me. 
you know, when I surprise someone and, you know, I'm actually thoughtful and I actually took the time to pick it out, it's like them being surprised, that feeling, it, you know, it comes back over me because I see it in them. You know, it just, it feels so good. And uh, likewise, man, when someone surprises me, which is rare, I don't know, you can surprise me with a pencil, I'll be happy. <laughs> you know, that's how rare it is because people always want to check on me first, man. But, you know, sis, that's the answer to your question, man. It evokes you know, those type of emotions, man. I don't know, something about childhood. Something about childhood, man. Childhood experiences shape us, you know, good and bad. You know, childhood experiences shape us. You know, they give us our foundation. And I think it was psychologist Carl Jung that said it first. You know, he said um, our experiences in childhood is what drives our emotions today. You know, he said our experiences in childhood is what drives our emotions today. So that's why we can't neglect it. We can't neglect it. You know, we have to nurture that because it's a part of us. You know, that child still lives within us. Me and my sister always talk about, you know, oh, man, I still feel like I'm the same person when I was younger. It's because we are. You know, we move on with these adult responsibilities and we have all these things going on. And, you know, we neglect the child within us. And, you know, a lot of us deal with issues or deal with different things. And we, you know, we wonder why, you know, why am I so angry? You know, why can't I let people get close to me? You know, why am I afraid of, you know, this or afraid of that? And we forget that we had situations happen in our life and we move on and we didn't address them, you know, because you got these responsibilities, you know, as you get older, people forget about adults. You know, it's like you're not supposed to whine, you're not supposed to hurt, you're not supposed to feel, you're supposed to just, you know, keep pushing, keep moving forward. And, you know, we lose sight of that child within us that was never healed. So think about that story I just told, you know, about Christmas and you know, what it made you feel inside, you know, how great it made you feel, you know, you, you probably felt the warmth too as you listened to my words. So on the flip side, think about a child that did not have that childhood. You know, think about that child that didn't know when their next meal was coming. Think about that child that, you know, didn't know if they were going to have a roof over their head. Think about the child that was neglected or, you know, think about the child that witnessed abuse or was abused themselves so if we say childhood is what shapes the foundation of our life, imagine what that is like for that type of person with that much trauma early on in life. And, you know, they say from the ages of, they say zero to five, we're like a sponge, but I say until like puberty, you know, uh, our life, lives are being shaped by our situations in our lives. So when people start off like that, man, you know, it's, it's a lot more healing that needs to be done, especially if it wasn't addressed and they were expected to move on like it didn't exist. Yeah, that, that becomes a problem later on in life in your adulthood. So you cannot neglect that child, man. You cannot. You know, what we instill in these kids is, you know, that's what they will become. And, I mean, what would you do if your child fell down, scraped their knee, if your child was being bullied at school, if your child said their feelings were hurt, you know, what would you do? You would console that child. You know, you would make sure they were good. You would take care of that child. Whatever, but no one actually ever did that for you. So, as an adult, you got to kind of parent that child within you, you know, with the knowledge you have now and the experiences you have now. You have to give that child a permission to be okay. You know, you have to nurture that child, you know, tell that child that they are okay. You know, they did survive and it is okay. And, you know, sometimes you have to revisit situations in the past to heal that. You know, I uh, mentioned on the last episode that I talked to my therapist and, you know, she told me, to go back to a situation that was in the past for me, you know, that was kind of holding me back. You know, I find myself, you know, emotionally shut off at times. You know, vulnerability is really hard for me. 
Um, what else? Um, I have short temper at times. And, you know, I was telling her, I didn't get specific in the last episode because I knew I would cover it now. You know, so I was telling her, you know, I don't, you know, I don't like being like that and or whatever, but, you know, I'm okay now. I'm adult. And like I said, she was like, no, the adult you is okay uh, with the issues you have with that person. She said, but the child you and the teenage you needs answers. And, oh, my God, man, that felt like the hardest thing in the world to even bring that up because me and my father, that's who it was. I didn't mention it last episode because I knew I covered this one. You know, me and my father are great. We're good now, man. We're great. No issues. You know, that's my, you know, that's my confidant. If I go through anything in life, that's who I'm talking to. So, you know, I'm like, you know, how do I disrupt that to even bring that up? You know, whatever. She was like, yeah, you need to do that because, you know, once you get a handle on that, the rest of your life would be so good, so much more peaceful because you have the answers that you need. She was like, even if you don't like the answers or whatever. So, you know, that's what I did. Like, it took me a week. You know, I called him up on a Sunday. You know, my father, I had to make sure the games wasn't on because if the game on, I mean, you're out of luck. So I remember when I got on the phone with him, you know, I was nervous, just like that little kid again. So, you know, I was letting the little kid speak. It wasn't adult me. It was the little kid me. So I let the little kid speak to him, and, and I told him. And I'm like, uh, like a child. I'm like, uh, you know, I'm, I was speaking with my therapist and she was telling me to do something. He was like, okay, you know, anybody who knows my dad, y'all already know how he is. So he's sitting there waiting. I was like, why well, used to seem like you didn't like me sometimes as a child? And he was like, what? Why did it seem I didn't like you? He was like, no, I know I didn't like you. I, I love you. You're my soul. And I was like, well, it didn't feel like that all the time, you know, uh, Certain times I feel like you was too hard on us, and I know you was doing it to protect us because, you know, it's a harsh world. But I said you could have added a little more love to it. You know, my, you know, my dad's macho, and he was tough or whatever, and he was on us or whatever. He was like, no, that's not the case. He said, I always loved y'all. Y'all were the highlight of my life. He said, you got to remember, I was young. I was going through stuff. You know, I was learning too. He said, I was out there a little bit more. You know, he said, you know, I thought I was the best looking thing. I thought I had everything going. He said, so, you know, you know, I was out there like that. And when I think of his age, he, you know, he's around my age now or younger, you know, he was kind of young. So I even brought up like, like really nitpicky stuff. Like to him, I brought up when I was in like, I think that was fifth grade. And I had a science fair project and we built it overnight. It was a big solar system on like a big thing of plywood and had all other uh, planets on it. And it was super heavy. So he dropped me off at school that morning and, you know, he, he just dropped me off and I'm struggling with it or whatever. He pulled off and I look around and see other people's fathers helping them and someone else's father actually came and helped me. And as a kid, I was mad. I held on to that because remember my dad's tough. So, you know, he, he shows love in a different type of way. You know, I knew he loved me, but, you know, he's tough. So, I'm looking around, you know, I'm not used to that. He wants us to be independent or whatever, so that bothered me. So, you know, I voiced that to him. He was like, man, I don't know what was going on that day, Delisa. He was like, I don't know what was on my mind. He said, I don't know what was going on. He said, but you actually brought that up that night when you came on. And he's like, man, you know, so he wasn't thinking he's a human being too. He's, he's not perfect or whatever. So, you know, I brought up all the issues that was bothering me throughout time, things that I held on to, you know, for years. And, you know, he – you know, gave me the answers to it. You know, I held on to something for years, and the situation I brought up to him, he was like, no, I was over it that day. But in the child's mind, you know, I held on to it forever. Anytime he was mad at me or anytime something was done, I was like, he's doing this because of this or whatever. So I held on to it. So, you know, talking to him 
I spoke to him for about an hour and got all the answers I needed in an hour. And, oh, my God, it felt so good. It felt great. And it felt like what I've needed all this time. You know, I feel like I could be a little bit more open with people. I could be a little bit more available and vulnerable with people, show a different side of myself. You know, I'm not, I'm not always that uptight kid inside. So, you know, so we have to do these things, man. We have to address these issues. So whoever did it to you, whatever age you were, I mean, I know you haven't forgot. You know, if someone has something happen to them at five, at, at, at eight, if someone has something happen to them at 13, you remember. You know, you remember every detail probably like it was yesterday. And no matter how much you move on and you so-called a survivor, you still hold on to a part of that. That's still a part of your identity. So we need to address these things and take care of these kids, man. Just like we take care of our own kids and how we, you know, take care of the adult selves. We have to look back and, you know, we lose sight of that. So, you know, reach out. If someone did something to you, go to them. I know that's going to be so hard. Oh, my God. I know it's going to be super hard with some of these situations. You know, don't think about what they're going to say. Don't think about if they're going to say what you want to hear. You know, just the conversation period is going to help you, period, just to have it. Because you may have this conversation with someone and realize they don't even have the capacity to be what they needed to be to you anyway. You know, you'll see their thought process from, you know, the adult point of view than from that child when you were a kid and actually going through it. So, you know, you'll get all the answers you need sometimes from not getting the answer at all. Just getting it off your chest is is a sense of relief. And for those of us who are not able to do that or whatever, you know, write a letter. You know, take out some paper. Write a letter to that inner child. You know, tell them it's okay. You know, tell them you know, understand how they felt. And you understand that they were alone and they didn't have to go through the things that they went through. You know, actually write that letter to yourself. You know, that's, that's a big thing. Or journal. You know, I read that too. Another way to do it. Journal as your inner child. Go back within yourself. To that situation, to that time, be that child again. Go back. Evoke that emotion inside of you. Be that child again and journal and write everything you feel, everything you thought, you know, every emotion, every person that you wish was there that should have been there, every person that, you know, did you wrong, neglected you, whatever. Tell them how you feel. Write it down. I don't care if no one ever reads it, even if you don't read it. You know, write it down, get it off your chest. You can burn it afterwards. But, yeah, we got we to gotta start healing this inner child, man. They're still there. They're still a part of us. And what a lot of people always say, if you want to be the happiest version of yourself and live a great life, they say, you know, be the child. Live life with the eyes of a child. You know, you know when everything was new, you was looking out into the world and you were just ready to explore. It just so happened that, you know, some of us uh, ran into some roadblocks, you know, had some adults that, you know, were supposed to be accountable, held accountable, and they, and they wasn't. You know, we're not taking away from what you went through. Uh, we understand what you went through. You know, you are seen. You know, if anybody even want to talk, I'm not a psychologist or therapist, go seek professional help. But if you got you, you don't want to take that step, like I say, my DM's always open. Uh, the email's all, always open. It can be anonymous. You know, I'm, I'm actually looking for to download an app, you know, where you can actually send things, you know, and where you can be anonymous. I think they should have something like that out there. But, yeah, man, let's, you know, let's do some healing. Let's be these best versions of ourselves, man. Man, don't let what happened to us, you know, you know, shape who we are today. You know, if it's going to do that, you know, let's at least uh, nip it in the bud and try to get some answers because, man, it could be oh so freeing, oh so freeing. Because whatever you put inside of a child when they're a kid, man, you're going to carry it with you. You're going to carry it with you. Like the story I told um, for Christmas. Um, even in Christmas time, um, my parents, they used to give us $20 a piece. 
and they'll say, hey, go Christmas shopping. So, you know, we excited kids. You know, $20 is a lot to us writing the list with the different people's name on it, you know, taking it seriously. So they'll take us, you know, the Dollar Tree, man, these little dollar gifts or whatever. And, you know, I'm being thoughtful for every gift. Every person on that list, I put serious thought into those dollar gifts. You know, I'm like, ooh, my grandmother, she smokes cigarettes, so I'm going to get her this little cigarette pouch, you know. So, you know, every year that was a tradition. So, you know, that became a part of me. So, you know, that's why I like surprises, and that's why I like giving things, and that's why when people say I'm a thoughtful person and I'm a loving person because it was instilled within me. And even on the flip side, when people say I'm an angry person at times and, you know, sometimes I can't control my emotions or whatever and I don't know how to handle them and, you know, I'm emotionally immature at times, I know why because I was holding on to that stuff from the background because I said my father was tough. So, you know, I used to feel like I couldn't show emotion. I had to always show him everything was okay. I used to have to always show him I could be independent. I felt like I had to always show him nothing affected me or whatever. So, you know, that's how I live my adult life as well, you know. You got that straight face, you know, everything's good. But, you know, it also made me determine, like, I, with adversity, I keep wishing forward. You know, I try not to complain or whatever. So that was the foundation laid for me. So I'm not saying when you run into people who've had these traumas and their inner child is all messed up that you should give them an excuse for it. But we got to have some compassion for people as well. I mean, but we all individually have to do the work. You have to do your own work, man. You can't use that as an excuse about things that happened in your past. You know, if... You know, you find yourself, you know, in that zone or back in that moment of something that happened to you over and over and over again. I mean, it's still affecting you. It's still hurting you. I mean, and you know, like give yourself some comfort. Bring yourself some comfort. I mean, it's still there and you're still holding on to it. So, you know, just because, you know, sometimes you think because we're able to talk about it, too, you know, that we're over it. And that's not always the case, man. So, you know, let's move on to the next step. Let's do these things to help ourselves or go out when it's too much for ourselves and go out and get some help, man, because you didn't deserve, you didn't deserve anything that happened to you. You know, it was uh, people supposed to be responsible for you. And, you know, some people failed. So it's not your fault. Um, Listen right here. Anybody who's listening right now who went through something, you were traumatized, you were neglected, whatever, it was not your fault. Release yourself. I'm going to say it again. It was not your fault. Release yourself. And what you find is with parents that have kids now, you know, they take situations they went through and either they became better parents or, you know, they're still a reflection of their own parent because they don't know how to handle the situation themselves because, you know, they, they never got a chance to see their part. You know, they got the beginning of the story, but they never got a chance to see the ending. So I'm telling you right now, you write your ending. Free that child so you can live a much more freeing life, man. You deserve it. You really deserve it. You know, your circumstances you grew up in, for people who grew up with lack and didn't have much, it was not your fault. It was not your fault that you were born into that. It was not your fault that, you know, all that happened to you. So, you know, release yourself. You don't have to have that mindset and that mind frame right now. Let's heal that child. You know, let's pull that child to the forefront and let's get this child, you know, some comfort, some healing. I mean, it's all up to you. Like I say, go get some help. If you got a person close to you that you can confide in and talk to or whatever, let's do it. And me, like I said, I'm a firm believer. Go find the people that did these things, parents or whatever. And go put that burden on them. You've carried it for so long. Put it on them and let them know how you feel as an adult, as an adult who know better, as an adult who now realize that it shouldn't have been like that, as an adult that realized that, you know, just because all the circumstances were around you like that, that's not how the rest of the world was living. You know, hold them accountable. And you may find out, you know, something that really helped you. You may find out they wasn't able or you may find out about their past and it's a cycle 
and they went through the same thing. And now you realize you have, you have to be the one to stop it. All right. So, you know, love on yourself. Love that child, man. Hug that child. Hug yourself. There's nothing wrong with the hug yourself. Meditation. Clear your minds. Man, let's live life more freely because you deserve the best of everything, man. If you are going to love other people, you got to start with yourself. So, you know, give little man and, and, and little princess, give them some love, man. They deserve it. Set them free. But I'm not going to hold you guys long. I always say that. And I always say I'm going to talk for 10 minutes. And I look at the clock and I'm on 20. <laughs> That's how it happened, man, when you ride that wave. Not going to hold you, but I, I also want to repeat. Um, stroked the podcast. We, we're going to start having more guests on here. So, you know, hit the DM up if you want to be a guest on the podcast. Um, let's see. If you own businesses, I said that. For anyone who owns businesses, I'm soon going to have where you can pay for advertising spots. But how about this? If you're a guest on the podcast, that's like free advertisement. You know, you get on here. Of course, we're going to talk about your business. Of course, we're going to talk about you. You know, whatever uh, topic on hand, we're going to discuss that too. But, yeah, we're going to let everybody know who you are. So just imagine that um, your business will be broadcast every time someone listens to the episode. You know, eventually your business will be broadcast to the masses because I know God is going to take it there. You know, he is the driver. I am the passenger. So, yeah, man, let's get on here. Let's do these things. We're going to have different topics. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stroke your brain. I'm going to make you go there. I'm going to push you to your limit, man. Don't be scared now. <laughs> but, of course, you guys know what just happened to you. You just got stroked up. Much love and light to my brother Stro. Bye.